but the fire is so delightful. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. I've got the rest of the hour here to play with Michael Kurz, the warning coordination meteorologist at the National Weather Service up on the bluff in Lacrosse. Hi, Mike. Hi, Michael. Is it Mike? Do you want me Michael, Mike? You can go by Mike. That's okay. fine. And okay, you just told me before we came on, you've only been up there three years. Every person that I talk to, every guy up there I talk to is like, eh, I've been here 28 years and been in this business for 40 years. And um, so you're like the young buck up there. <laughs> well, not anymore. We've, we have a whole spectrum of experience levels here. Um, yeah, I've been in the weather service itself for 13, going, uh, going on 13 years. Um, but three years here, I'm from Wisconsin originally, from the Milwaukee area, so I was really excited to get back to my home state. But, uh, yeah, I've been in La Crosse area for three years now and in this position for uh, about a year. Okay, so clearly we, I want, I've been teasing it all morning. Uh, a year ago tomorrow we had maybe, how would you describe, because uh, I will just say the weirdest weather phenomenon maybe in this area ever, but I could be, it sounds like I'm, it's, uh, like I'm exaggerating. Uh, can you put it into words? No, I, I think that's a fair thing to say. I don't think you're exaggerating at all. For meteorologists, I mean, the, that system, December 15th, 2021, probably ranks in all of our top five uh, career events uh, when we're all said and done here. Uh, so, yeah, not not definitely fair to say that was just unprecedented, unusual, and we never want to see one like that again. Okay, and when you and I read these earlier in the day, and I know a lot of people earlier in this morning. I know a lot of people didn't read. You gave me bullet points of the record set. Can you just give me some kind of idea of when records at the National Weather Service kind of started? Is it because I made the joke it was like late eighteen hundreds because some of them are, but I don't know if all of them. And obviously, like maybe some are and some aren't. But am I accurate there? Like somewhere in the eighteen hundreds, we started keeping records of weather. Yes. Yeah, probably kind of late 1800s-ish is when most of our official weather records began. Okay, and if everybody remembers, and, and I'll just uh, I'll give you a basic idea here, is, uh, it was pretty windy that day, and I was supposed to do an interview with the, um, the uh, Rotary Lights helicopter people because we were going to do helicopter rides that night, and, uh, and then we didn't. <laughs> Because the weather was, we had like almost nine. I think the prediction was ninety mile per hour winds. It took out rotary lights the first time ever in I think the twenty six, seven, eight years history of that. And um, power lines. I'm going to talk about the power lines by my house went out. There were like the, the, almost thirty tornadoes in the area. What stuck out? What was the weirdest thing locally that happened in this weather phenomenon? Or maybe maybe you should just do the the sum of what happened <laughs> instead of me trying to pretend to know. Oh, you know, there were so many different facets of this system, and each one was individually unique and unprecedented. And, uh, you know, it started with, if, if listeners may remember, prior, just a few days prior to this uh, wind system and severe weather that came through, we had a, a band of snow that came through generally along and north of, of I-90. And so there was a swath of a good, you know, six to increasing amounts further north, 6 to 12 inches or so as you headed north from I-90. And uh, so that kind of set the stage for this unique system, because as it came in, we had this unprecedented warmth, so it was melting all that snow. And so the day started out with dense fog across uh, much of the area. Uh, unfortunately, it even led to a fatality in the Rochester area that morning from a traffic accident. 
Um, but as the day went on, we got into this unprecedented warmth, temperatures climbing well into the 60s. Think of mid-December, like right now, imagine going back and, and on a day like today, getting into the 60s. That was just crazy. Um, so all-time December warmth, following that with that unusual warmth and humidity, we were primed and ready to go for a severe weather outbreak. So then heading into the evening hours, we had this line of severe storms that just raced through the area, plowed through the area with widespread damaging winds. And then mixed into there, we also had a number of tornadoes, um, unprecedented for mid-December. And following all that, there was a little lull. And then we got into strong winds overnight, high winds overnight that caused additional damage with winds gusting into the 60s and 70s as the system finally pulled out. So, so many different facets, and it was just that one big headache to try to move from one thing to another uh, meteorologically as we were monitoring this system. We're speaking with Michael Kurz. He's the warning coordination meteorologist up there on the on the bluff at the National Weather Service in La Crosse. Uh, did we break the record for breaking records on December 15th, 2021? I don't know that we have a record for that, but I think that's a, a fair assessment. Uh, you know, I, I shared that list of, of bulleted records that we uh, kind of broke, and that's the most that I've ever seen from a system in terms of unique impacts from, from one major system. Yeah, it's, uh, add that to the bullets of record-breaking things, breaking records, the, the most broken records. All right, I'm just going to go through the bullets, and then uh, I, I'm going to tell you that this I call BS on some of these, and then you tell me. Because I don't believe it. Most tornadoes, 27 in one weather system in the National Weather Service lacrosse forecast area. That sounds legit because in mid-December, I would say like two tornadoes would be a lot. But we had 27 in the lacrosse area, which encompasses um, western Wisconsin, uh, southeast Minnesota, and northeast Iowa, right? Is that Did I get those right or did I go the wrong yep, way? Yep. We have 28 counties that we cover in that area, and uh, so, yeah, this system, we, we'd never dealt, even during the, the summer months, peak severe weather season, spring and summer, we'd never dealt with one system bringing that many tornadoes before. Certainly, you know, maybe uh, you can count on, on two hands or maybe a little bit more uh, from one previous weather system, but this one, 27, and it took just because of the time of year, and we can talk about this too, it's, it's very interesting, but given the time of year when we have to go out and do damage surveys after these kind of events when we suspect tornadoes, and going out and doing damage surveys in December is no fun, uh, but it took us over a month to complete just because of the complexities of doing it in that time of year, in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to confirm a total of 27 tornadoes when it was all said and done. Crazy. Well, the next thing on your list is the first December tornado in the area. So 27 broke the record by 26. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we'd never had one before in December. I show When we do our spotter talks, we, we like to show a graph showing by month, you know, the number of tornadoes by month uh, in our area. And before this past training season that we did it in spring, We'd never had any anything to show for December, and now I can show this strange anomaly where we've got a bar showing 27 tornadoes in December, no less. It, it's, it was ridiculous. Mike, I might need to. So we got five minutes, so I'm going to try to get through these. But I'm, you know what? I have the PM show next week. I might have to just bring you on, and we could break some of this stuff down even more. Um, so, and then all of Minnesota. Minnesota's never had a December tornado. Is that right, or is that like the area? 
Pro, well, yeah, prior to last December 15th, uh, there had been no December tornado recorded in Minnesota. So that uh, was a new record as well with the ones that developed uh, across mainly the southeast portion of the state. Um, first December tornado watch this far north. Well, okay, that makes sense since we had our first tornado. <laughs> so, of course, yep. it's going to be the first tornado watch. Um, first December, you said it, derecho, is that how I'm saying that? Derecho, yep, correct. Okay, I don't... Uh, so it, what a derecho yep. is, if you've got tornado winds, which are rotating winds, but a derecho is primarily straight-line winds. And it's straight-line winds that cover a very long area, like over 200 miles in length. So you've got this really widespread damaging straight-line winds that roll through a region. That's what a derecho is. So those are unique. You know, we might only see maybe one or, or two in a region, in our region annually. So to have one in December was a first of its kind. We'd never dealt with that before. Okay, so they're unique, but when would we typically see a derecho? Usually during severe weather season, especially in the summertime, okay. when the humidity is at its highest, it, it, those are the kind of conditions when it's real hot and humid, that's usually the favored time for derecho formation. But this day, even though it was only in the 60s, I mean, for the time of year, that was really, really warm, and we had this un, unusual high humidity that day as well, so that helped to uh, fuel the conditions for a December derecho. Did we get that because it snowed a couple days before and then it was 60 and that melting snow and the high temperatures kind of, is that kind of like the recipe for, I don't know if it's disaster, but derecho or tornado? I mean, not usually. This was the first of its kind, but that certainly adds some humidity to it. But okay. we had just this influx of Gulf moisture that was just pulled northward uh, because of the strong winds with the system. So it pulled all the way from the Gulf, this unusual high humidity. When we'd be talking normally, you know, a humid stretch in, in the summertime, well, that's kind of what we dealt with for one day in December because of that system. All right, so next, one of these on the, on the bullet point list here. Most 75-plus mile-per-hour wind gusts for one event since at least 2004. But you just wrote most, Mike. I want, is, it, is it a million 75-mile-per-hour wind gusts or like seven? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> How do you measure that? How do you measure a wind gust? So there's recording stations, observing stations that are situated all across the country and all across the world, really. Um, so we had a number of stations that actually recorded, measured 75-plus mile-per-hour winds with this system. Um, in in uh, the area, we had a lot of 70 to 80-mile-per-hour-plus uh, measured wind gusts from these. Mm -hmm. So with this system... Regionally, as, as it came through, there were 64 measured wind gusts uh, preliminary of 75 miles per hour or stronger. So that bullet since 2004, the most uh, number of 75 mile per hour gusts since 2004, that was actually surpassed um, after this past December. There was a derecho uh, further out west in May that was impacting parts of uh, Nebraska, South Dakota, Minnesota, and western Iowa. And that actually surpassed, uh, just a few months later, this record. So it doesn't stand anymore. It was surpassed uh, in May. But still, for December, that was just ridiculous. All right, we got a little less than two minutes left here, Mike. We're speaking with Michael Kurz. He's the Warning Coordination Meteorologist up on the bluff. What I want to know, because you know, like all the numbers and facts can happen, but what was it like in the office 
that leading up to that day, you you guys probably were like, this is going to be crazy. And then was it all? I mean, how many people were working over you know over the typical number? What could you just break down what you guys were were going through? Yeah, so we had a, a growing understanding as each day went by. You know, really, as soon as that snow had ended on December 10th going into the 11th, as soon as that system was out, we already knew that there was a high likelihood for record-breaking warmth um, and possibility of thunderstorms. So we were looking at this days in advance, and every day that went past, it was clearer looking at our weather models that this is going to perhaps be record-breaking uh, unprecedented, and we had this. Each of us had this growing pit in our stomach that this could be bad, and we didn't really fully realize how how potentially bad that severe weather might be until about 24 hours out. But once we we kind of grasped what this could bring, it was just a, a bad feeling. Normally, we have about two people working uh, during a typical shift, but when we have any kind of impactful weather, we'll we'll staff up and we'll bring more people in to uh, handle all the responsibilities. But that day with the uh, severe weather event in the evening, we were well staffed with like eight to 10 people working. And our normal staff is like 15 or 15 to 18 meteorologists. So we had probably two thirds of our, our staff working that evening All right. just to make sure everything was covered. All right, Michael Kurz. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I'm getting a hard network out, so I got to let you go. Thanks so much.